What's good, y'all? And thank y'all for joining us here at the Athletes Table Podcast. I hope all are doing well. For today's installment, we're going to do the latter half of my interview that I did with my boys down in Fayetteville. This story is going to be a little bit more towards Dakota's side and his upbringing in the Wilmington area playing baseball and a couple of schools and trials that he had going through college and trying to get drafted to go into the MLB and now his story with independent baseball and now him being on the next year's roster for the Savannah Bananas. So y'all get excited, crank it up in your headphones, turn it up on your stereo and let's get right into it. How did what what was what's your earliest memory with baseball? Well, it had to be well. I was honestly when I was four, um, almost kind of the same deal with 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 Ryan. Um, once once I was able to to really just throw a ball, hold a bat. I mean, just instantly fell in love, and um, just from then on. Um, it, it was one of those things to where I wanted to see how far I could take this. Um, and, and luckily the, the trains never stopped and the fires been, been still burning. Mm-hmm. And, um, honestly it was ever, ever since I made just contact with a baseball swinging, mm-hmm. I mean, there was just no better feeling and I wanted to have that feeling. I mean, it sounds cliche, but for the rest of my life. Yeah, and and it just it kept going from there. It kept going from there. Yeah, because I I remember whenever we were coming up, I knew about you in little league. <laughs> um, we never played together, unfortunately. But like, yeah, we uh, I think we were in different divisions at the time. But you were younger. Yeah, you're in a younger one. I mean, I'm I'm a year younger than you. So well, mm-hmm. not a full year, but like when it comes to when it came to flies, that, yeah, I was a year younger than you. But um, I knew your name. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure you knew of my name at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I everybody there knew you as a hitter. That's that's the one thing you were always known for. That's the only thing you've ever known been known <laughs> as. Um, and I can remember the first time that we met, like formally met, was at Rock Solid. Yeah, was at had a practice and Coastal Athletics. We were at we were at the batting cages and. Uh, I remember seeing seeing you. I was like, "You look familiar." And I walked. Yep. Over, we walked over, and we we're like, "Hey, like you play uh, you play at Winter Park, don't you?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Yeah." I was like, I- "I've seen you multiple times." Yeah. And we ended up just somehow ended up going to the same middle school. Yeah. And that's when it just clicked, and like ever Boom. since then, we've been practicing together for oh ages out to, out to now. Yeah, ages, man, ages. Um. So. Like our our roots go way deep, and I don't see oh, them yeah. coming up for absolutely. It's not, I don't think it'll ever come up. But no, never. We ended up playing middle school ball together. Yep. Um, we ended up going like you went up to high school and started telling everybody about me because I saved. I don't know how many of your no hitters. You saved the ton. You saved the ton. I'm tooting my own horn you here, but th- let this be known. Dylan was one of the best outfielders that I've ever played with. And the no-hitters he was talking about, he saved one was a perfect game. And 
The other one, I didn't get a 3-2 fastball in the corner and walked the guy when I didn't miss a spot. But off of one of our, one of our really good childhood friends, Tyler Horrell, who I wish he would have got to continue to play the game of baseball because – he was a big switch hitting catcher. Speaking of injuries, absolute beast. Yeah. I mean, the I mean the guy could hit it a country mile, and it, it, he he just he was a guy you wanted to be around because he made the game fun and relaxed for you. And me and every time me and him would face off, it was like the one of the biggest friendliest rivalries that we could ever have. Oh, it was awesome! To watch. It was awesome because I mean, even even competing against him, it was always fun to watch him. Of everything that he did on a baseball field, played the game right, played it with respect, and oh, he's awesome. And an awesome guy, awesome player, and he smoked Honestly, two I, of I my fastballs. I would love for Tyler to get on the podcast. Oh yeah, like us three. Yeah, but he smoked two of my fastballs that I threw. Then he knew it was coming because he's caught me for a long time. Right. He knew they were coming, drilled two of them that I even turned around and said, that's gone. And, Jill, and Dylan jumps up on the fence twice in the same game and robs him of two home runs. Oh, shit. And that saved my no-hitter that I had. And then when we played Burgall, Kid hit a kid stuck his bat out, dink shot up the middle. Dylan gets a great read, comes in, lays out, ends up. That was the second out, the second out in the seventh inning, and then at the end of the game, the last out of the game was a strikeout, and then that was. That was it. That was the perfect game for and that, me. That's when our stuff just started. That's when it. That's when y'all's connection kind of. That's, that's when, when it grew a whole lot started. more, just because of the way that that man over there played center field, mm-hmm. and it was, it well, was, it, it and was, he, like, was he was fun to watch. He was fun to watch. Because we were like synced up to the point where like he knew where to position himself every pitch that I threw I that was see called being natural for you. Like he just kind of. Yeah. Dylan like, was a natural outfielder. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, when it was natural, and be that way, and just like Ron. He was a natural outfielder yeah. Yeah. by far, I and love and yeah. and, he, and he just he tracked it down like a dog. And I mean, it was just, I mean, it was to the point to where if I gave up a hit that was in the air anywhere in center field, yeah. I didn't have to worry yeah. about anything. Yeah. It's, it was easy. It's, it's it's like the same way like you playing basketball. Somebody has a natural rebound. They naturally see how the shot's coming up mm-hmm. and where it's going to hit. Very yep. Very, very aware that, of yes, where they are on the court. It's the same how. way. Mm-hmm. So um, that, was, that was our introduction together. Um, okay. And that's where we realized, like, the sync that we have, the natural, like, awareness of each other. Be like, okay. Just he's like here. him and Ryan. Exactly. Yeah. They have and a separate bond. He's here. This is going to happen. If three of us played together, it would have been that the exact was, same way. Yeah. It, absolutely. Right and that only amped up when we went to co- when we went to high school. It did. Um, you ended up going to high school right after that. You went to Heidi Trask High School with me. Yep. Um, but you went a year before me. I did. So what was that freshman year like? What was your first start? Well, to kind of go back a little bit, that year also in middle school, that was when I also hit my growth spurt. Mm-hmm. I was 6'1", 185, mm-hmm. middle school, and 
I was one of the first players ever to actually, and I know you remember this game, that I actually hit one out of our field. Yeah. Because our field was 380 down the left field line, 420 to dead center, 390 to the game. That was 385 to the gap. Well, I ended up, it was our first playoff game that I ended up hitting one. My first 400-foot home run ever came when I was in eighth grade. I hit one over the dead center field wall on a high fastball, and that was the first one that's really been punched out of our middle school at that time. And then when I got to my freshman year, um, I mean, I had some I had some decent tools, um, but that first year was a transition. Played football while I was there. Got in the weight room, got stronger, started to learn how to compete on a different level in a different sport. Um, but, um, but you know, basketball to pretty much keep me in shape to get ready to play. We were both like For that. baseball, yeah, we were the same way. And then when it just got back on the diamond and I had to do what I loved again, um, the transition was, was a little quick. I mean, I was playing showcase when I was in seventh and eighth grade, you know, you know spot on. Um, every now and again because the players on that team were unbelievable. I mean, I can't even count on two hands how many of those guys went Division One. But, yeah, that yeah. transition, it, it happened pretty quick. I got thrown on varsity my freshman year. got to play well, shortstop. We didn't, we didn't have a JV. No, but JV. I still had the opportunity to start. We didn't have enough people. I could have been on the bench with as well. I mean, but I, I got the opportunity to get a first start opening day when we when we played, and First A.B., the first hit I had was off a senior that was pretty good from Topsail. Ended up going Juco. And first hit, I hit one over the left field wall. And that was my first hit in high school was a home run. Yeah. And I remember that, too. And I, was, I was in the crowd whenever that Yeah, happened. yeah. And, um, you know, and it kind of went on from there. But the thing is that <clears throat> the biggest thing I had to learn was between the ears. It really was because – I can confidently say it. I wasn't the greatest teammate. I know I wasn't. I, I had a terrible but attitude. But, yeah, I was a head case for sure. And, you know, I got repercussions from that. I mean, I was kicked out of practice a lot. What repercussions did you have? I did have a lot because – like I didn't know how to handle. Or, no, no or, competition or, wasn't the problem. The competition wasn't the problem because. But I got um, but I mean kicked out of practice. I was benched in some games, um, because of that. And then that's when you really realize that you need the game before it needs you, because they can always find other people. I'm just being real. I mean, because that's how it is. And you know, my high school coach. But yeah, dude, that that whole freshman experience. I mean, I played pretty well. I mean, I ended up luckily getting all conference. I was all county. Um, I was all area. Didn't get all state, but um, played well. And hit over 400 that year. Um, once I started to calm down a little bit, and then you know, going into that, and you know, just just to keep learning, just had to keep learning, and. You know, you, you take your lumps on the way as well. Um, and then sophomore year, got stronger playing football. Uh, I was tight end, D end. Um, played with a great, played with a great, played with great teammates, a lot of great athletes. And then um, trans, transitioned that into basketball. 
And you were my quarterback. I was. <laughs> you were a great quarterback. And um, football. And um, then we got to play basketball together. Um, I remember I was playing the five. I was playing the four, the five. You were the three. Um, and then we got on the diamond where we where we knew that that's where we were going to connect, and and we kept up the work process from there. And then you had a good freshman year. Um, I mean, and I and we had a really good team, baseball wise that year. Great team. Um, we were what were we like fifteen and seven? Yeah. We yeah, were, we were like we were better than that. Yeah, I think we were like like sixteen and six. I mean, we were really good. One of the better high school teams that they had, and um, I was still what learning a lot. That, Just like teamwork, or what made it really happen was we played with a lot of guys that were just tough, okay. and they we, made we you tough, to and you had no other, and, and you had no other a, option. We had a group that was like we, it was a very tough group, yes, but it was also like we were all on the same page. Okay, it's we pushed very, each other. It was very rare that you had a lot. Of, uh, you had a group of kids coming at the same time that were, that that were like really yeah. motivated each other. Like we meshed. Yeah, we meshed yeah, very we well, very and then find that. And you know, my first my freshman year when I was on the mound, I I got hit around quite a bit. And then once I learned that trying to overpower wasn't gonna work, sophomore year I started, you know, working on my craft, trying to hit spots and, and that's where you grew the most. I did. I will I, I grew the most of that. and I will say my sophomore year was the first time I ever hit I would hit it anywhere close to ninety. I was hitting like yeah. eighty eight. And then um Ended up, <laughs> I'll never forget this because this game we'll never forget. We we're playing Dixon, really, really, really tough baseball score. The year before, a friend of mine, Rookie Davis, got drafted in thirteenth round, made it to the yep. big leagues with the Reds. Was real name Rookie. Mm-hmm. Rookie, yep, that was uh, his real name. Yeah, Love big that. dude okay. threw ninety six miles an hour. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. We're not. Okay. And then um. So they were predominantly known for being a really good baseball school. And at the time, they were throwing a guy that was committed. And we ended up going 12 in and strong. Our starter went four. I came in and I threw the last eight. And I threw 149 pitches. And we ended up coming out of that game with a win. Which, and if if we want to attest to that, that was the game that I actually got my confidence to be a starting shortstop. He did, because Dylan made some plays over there that – really save the game for us too and then me and our catcher uh andrew uh played four years of college baseball one of the best players that trask has ever seen playing at brunswick community college and then on the fifer which we are trying to get on the podcast too yeah i mean he was a great player great player we pushed each other hard too. He went yard that game. I went yard that game, and they scored two runs, and we were tied two to two all the way to the to the twelfth. And Chris Martin uh, comes up with a two two out two run double in the top half of the twelfth, and I ended up going on the mound and, and finishing it off. And uh, we had a good team. We made a really good run. That was another year. I hit over four hundred. Andrew hit over four hundred. Dylan hit right near 400 i mean we were all just clicking we all clicked really well and we got all the way to the first round and we lost a heartbreaker three to two and um and plus you got to and plus i got to learn how he was getting pitched to because that's how i was going to get pitched to as well and um just that three four combo that we had i mean it was 
when we both got hot, it ended up being really dangerous to throw in the middle of the lineup because then you had Jordan Davis come up behind me, and that was another guy that was that was a that was a problem for any pitcher to throw to, mm-hmm. and I mean just just that whole starting nine was was tough, and I mean we pitched well, we played well, we hit well, and unfortunately we didn't come out on the end that we wanted to because we knew we could have made a run at it. Um, well, timing. Uh, it yeah, is, it is was. That thing of making sure you have timely hitting time. Just got to be hot at the right time. What do y'all say even to timing? It's like you were saying. It's peaking. Yeah, you just got no one to peak. Versus like a catcher versus a hitter. You just got no one to peak. So one one thing that is a gigantic difference between college and high school, I'll tell you, is like your your coaching knows how to train you to where you peak at the correct time. Absolutely. In high school, you don't have like you don't have that. You have such a short you have such a short time period to prepare. And not saying like we didn't have good coaching in high school because I have a lot of respect except for my senior year. But I mean, they don't get paid enough to be like. The college and the professional. But in our, but in our, well, in our situation, and our enough. baseball coach was also coaching other sports, so we didn't really have yeah, a lot so of time. They had different so time his priorities and stuff were all over the place, most likely. Right. Yeah. Whenever, you, whenever you get in college, you have guys that are specifically <clears throat> paid to have, like they're they're specifically paid paid for you to be the best you possibly can at this time. Yeah, yeah and that I think that kind of makes a difference too because with teachers even now they're having to buy their own you know materials and stuff and it's just like coaches just don't really care but um but no but then junior year though junior year I mean, when you talk about pitching, oh, holy we ball, cow, we balled. My we sophomore year, your junior year, yeah, balled, that was. No, I threw, I threw a no hitter my first start, mm-hmm. um, against Dixon. Yep. Threw a no no in 115 pitches and in seven innings. Had I think it was like 14 or 15 punch outs. Um, that was the first no hitter in years. Yeah. And we um, had multiple that year too. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, you, I know Patrick had a couple. Sean mm-hmm. had a couple. We just had a lot of really good starts. Yeah, and our pitching was carrying us. We didn't hit it all that well. That was the worst year that I hit. Um, that was the worst year that we all hit. Yeah, I ended up. I mean, I got some interest from some schools after sophomore year, just for the track that that I was on, and um, I had a couple Division One looks. It wasn't nothing serious, and then junior year. Um, after I threw that no hitter, and I was like two for three that game with a couple doubles, um, I started hearing from some other schools. I heard from East Carolina. I heard from UNCW right after that game. I, I heard from invested. heard from Campbell. Yeah, heard from Campbell. Heard from heard from UNC Greensboro. Yeah, I heard from I heard from quite a few schools. And um, I mean, I didn't hit as well as I wanted to. I mean, I hit. Right around 360 that year, but that was also coming behind a 430 year. Because um, um, one cool mo- memory I remember my sophomore year was I mean, we were down, I think we were down five to three to Lakewood, and I came up with one out in the bottom of the seventh and I hit a walk off grand slam. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, my sophomore year I hit four home runs and four of them were grand slams. So what was your. Best year that you you would 
say? By far, that was my senior year because I was more of a late bloomer. Junior year, the good thing about my junior year was I finally got to go through more adversity. And more adversity changed my mental game. It changed from me throwing my shit when I would get mad when I got out and things like that and things just didn't go my way to where my junior year, when the whole year wasn't going my way, I learned how to deal with that in a whole different perspective. I I wasn't throwing shit no more. I wasn't yelling at my teammates to make a play anymore. I wasn't doing any of that. And then senior well, and year. And also you realize your senior year, like me and you both combined, because um, I can attest to this because we, we played the middle together. Um, there was people that were on you the whole time too, which had a lot to do with it. I was on you constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you had coaching your senior year that was on you constantly. And you, yeah. you were arguably the best player on our team. I mean, nobody's going to sit there and argue. And you're going to be humble, and I, you should be. Um, but that you had multiple people that were on you constantly, mm-hmm. and even the best players on a team, they need people on it. They need people pushing them. Even if, like me, I was probably second, third best. Maybe I, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not gonna toot my horn like that. But like me and you fed off of each other to the point where it was like it was like one, that one-two combo. But you pushed me to be better. I pushed you to be better, and we were not going to accept anything less. No, because I mean, and the thing that and the thing that made us yeah. carry through was, dude. I mean, we we tirelessly tirelessly worked. I mean, we were asking our parents to just take us to the field just so we could just take ground balls, throw, hit. I mean, just put in all the extra time when you invest. Yeah, you invest, and then I will say this: when you have people on you. And then when you have people that have this expectation that you have, there comes a lot of pressure. I had a lot of pressure because of the way people viewed me, and I didn't view that as myself at all. And the way people were viewing me, it added a lot of pressure. If I didn't perform, heard about it the next day, not just from, not just from you know a few other people, but I heard it from everybody because they knew how much I loved the game. Just because of because you were so dedicated that they thought you were overconfident, or they thought I was overrated. Okay. I was called overrated constantly. I was called. I was. I was pretty much constantly told I wasn't going to do anything with it. I was. Uh, I was constantly told so many negative connotations to where I wanted to be in my baseball career because of how much I loved it and how much I was dedicated to it. That people would say things like that to draw me out of what I wanted to do, and all it did was just make me want to work even more. Not just people want to see you fail. So they succeed in their own way. That was pretty much how it was. And that right there, that what you're doing now. The fire, when I mentioned the fire kept burning, the fire ignited even further. And then within that, I mean, you know, you constantly have, I mean, there was newspaper guy was on, was on me and Dylan and Andrew when Andrew was there. And, um... I mean, it's just there was constant pressure, and and on it, and and if it wasn't for the teammates I had and the coaching that I had, um, not even just being on me to push myself to be a better player and a better person, but they were on, the, but they were also the same people that God, told me that they they the same people that told me like like you know. Fuck all yeah, of everything that's on the outside. You control what happens on the inside. Yeah. And then 
they they all they all knew that I wanted to I wanted to push and I wanted to to make it and and, and I had great home. teammates that even when I wasn't a great teammate they were great teammates to me yeah and if it and I will always say this too if it wasn't for them I I wouldn't be where I am and. They they relieved a lot of that pressure because they didn't see they didn't who see me they? as who are they so so we can give some shout outs. I mean you got Jordan Davis, Chris Martin, Andrew, um, just, Josh just Josh few. Wright. Um, I feel like we're at the Oscars. Austin Richardson. So um, the, the, and my and back off of that. Yeah, you're talking about the pressure that uh, we we put on ourselves. As athletes in high school that that take pride in what they want to do, that know they want to do this, like in the future wise, um, at least for me, and I, I, if you want my opinion, I can give it. But like, give it. Um, they open. Give it. How that Look. pressure? I know we're we're gonna get to it. I promise. Um, what type of pressure did you put on yourself, along with the guys that you were with? You wanted to go to college. You knew 100% without a doubt you wanted to go to college. Mm-hmm. I can test it to my side, but I want to hear your side. How? What type of pressure did you put on yourself to say, I need to do what I can to make it to college, whatever it is? I don't, I don't know if you want. You were thinking just straight D1 like I was, or it didn't matter. But, like, what type of pressure did you put on yourself to say, like, hey, this is my standard. This is what I want to, this is what I want to do, like, how, like how? I'm not how going did you, below this. You're, you're not going below that. So like, what, what? To be honest, looking at it, probably a little too much. I agree with that, for sure. I, because I, I, I all I ever, I all I ever wanted to do was, to me, it. Of course, everybody wanted to go D1. Right. Everybody. Right. Me, the, Ryan, you, everybody. We all did, but it got to the point where I was like, I just want a chance. And then I was doing anything that I could possible just to get a chance. Right. Not to fight hard for it. I mean, you know, coming from a small area, small area, small high school, I mean, wasn't a lot of opportunities. Not because not because we didn't have the athletes for it, because we play, we, we really did by far. But because a lot of people didn't a lot of people didn't know. Yeah. A lot of people didn't want to come out. A lot of people didn't want to give us a chance because they thought that we were gonna wash out within a semester. Yeah. So and I've had college coaches tell me that personally that they weren't going to give me a chance because they thought I was going to wash out. Mm-hmm. And so then what made them think that though? Because of where we were from, small high school, small high school, small, small town. Like that we, don't mean shit. We don't see the competition. We knew that it didn't, but yeah, they, they didn't, didn't want. They didn't want to have that. They called it a problem. So well, for me, I was just like. I just want to do something to get a chance. Right. And then um, going back to your question, the best year that I had was definitely my senior year because my senior year, that's when I was a lot stronger, put on put on about 20 pounds from 185. I mean, well, probably more than that because I was 215 my senior year. Um, that was the best year I had in football. I know Dylan can attest to that. Now, don't take that by any means that I was good. But I just worked at it so I could be better. I did by a kid that ran track at Florida State. Um, But (laughs) he had a touchdown. I had a touchdown, and then a kid that ended up running track at Florida State. Man, he he ran me down. But at the two two yard line. (laughs) 
Okay. Not to mention, <laughs> not to mention, it got called okay. back. Okay. But well, on senior well, night. But um, but I mean, it just I worked hard and I ended up getting better because that was the best year I had. And then um, I didn't play basketball that year uh, because I mean they were a really good team. I was about. a very very below average basketball player. So oh, yeah, me because the high school that I was at. But we had, but we had, we had such a good team. I mean, they were twenty four and five. I mean, they were really good, and there was really, I didn't see the value I would bring to them, so I made the decision to just, just constantly, tirelessly work for the season I had ahead, um, because I knew it was going to be a big year for that team. And then that team, my senior year was tremendously good. I mean, we we won a whole lot of games. We had a whole lot. We won a whole lot of games. Um, definitely the best year I had hitting wise. I hit over 500 that year. That year I broke the school record in home runs. Um, I think I either tied or broke the school record in doubles, uh, RBIs, um, slugging percentage. Isn't it a bomb? And RBIs. RBI or runs batted in. So I the hit. That dumb dumb. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's not home runs. I'm talking about like. No. But I hit not. It was right around. It was around nine or ten home runs my senior year, um, and played really well. Unfortunately, came up short, and um, then that's when I then I get started getting opportunities from junior colleges because the Division One stopped looking, uh, Division Twos didn't really look, and then. Um, Wake Tech gave me a shot right out of JUCO, well, right out of high school, should I say, to go JUCO, and then so I made the decision to go there right after high school ended, uh, and that was another transition for sure, yeah, big I, one. I was I was about to ask about that. Giant one, yeah. giant one. I mean, what what makes what makes that transition so different? Speed. For for people that that never play mm-hmm. collegiate athletics, because you know there's a lot of people that play play high school athletics. Yep. It, college, if you're going JUCO, NCAA, NCAA, uh, NAIA, it, it doesn't matter. Like it's gonna mm-hmm. speed. The speed is speed. Is yeah. That different. is the main thing. Speed, speed, and IQ. Mm-hmm. You see the game totally different. You see the game from a whole different perspective because it's not even tools. Right. Everybody's got tools when you get there. Everybody, everybody. Whether it's whether it's their arm to get them there, whether it's the power they have at the plate, whether it's the way they play defense, it doesn't matter. The speed of the game and the IQ is what really separates everything. How long did it take you to catch up, both both of y'all, both of y'all can answer? Say a semester. Yeah. Say a semester. Yeah. Because when you go in that freshman year, I mean, you're not adjusted to that yet. So then the speed. I I would actually say about halfway through the first semester is when you finally start getting semi-adjusted to it. Yeah, you're not full. You're still not fully used to it. No, nope. you, you still find yourself falling into those same high school habits every now and again. And also but, learning how to manage. Yeah, manage your time. You gotta know how to manage because you're, you're away from home. Point. You gotta you gotta yeah. manage your you gotta manage your. I mean, and I can tell, and it's a little bit different on the, the, the Division One side. Because we had people to do it for us, uh, and I still struggled. I yeah. mean, I had my own advisors. I had two to three advisors. I had my own training trainers. 
I my coaches did all this. Um, I had my own people for academics, and I still struggled. JUCO, you're on your own. JUCO, yeah. you're a hundred percent on. You're on your own. You learn how to. You learn how to figure it out. That, that's a gigantic difference between Division One to JUCO because we're so, all, we're all on two totally different. Sometimes yeah. I think that's a little better to kind of learn on your own. But then again, it's going to go one of two ways. Have a, it, it, I go for both ways because having someone there to to kind of guide you and coach you, that's, you know, that's good. But then you have your instincts where it's like, I, you know, I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean. Or is that just like a pedestrian type of thought? Because the thing is, is, um, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you, you, you got to figure it out and figure it out quick once you're in JUCO yeah. because nobody's going to do it for you. Nope. You're going to be struggling. I mean, me and him both struggle. There's, there's going to be there's going to be two though. there's going to be two outcomes. You're either going to do it or you're not. Yeah, exactly. You're either gonna, you're either going to suck it up and you're going to do it yourself See, and you're going to succeed. I can tell you from my side, um, at the Division One level, my my freshman year, I was at like a two point one GPA and I was struggling like hell. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot, I I couldn't handle the workload and I wasn't even lifting at the time. It was just practices, scheduling my classes. Making sure I'm everywhere on time. See, that's also but the difference between JUCO and Division One. We don't have a dead period at all, uh-huh. like like Division One nope. does. What do you mean dead period? There's not so much. So like pressure? like train like no, Division One. Y'all got like don't y'all have like training dead periods where y'all can only have y'all only have an X amount of days y'all can practice in the fall, X amount of days y'all can practice in the winter, like in the summer. X amount of days yeah. you can practice in the spring. We, with us, we didn't. We didn't, with us, we didn't there was have none. that. No, and we, we had a certain point up till like I think it was like October. No, not maybe September. September, October. We had like a little bit of a dead period where we could do all that. But so we, you had an X amount of time where they had like a shorter amount of time to kind of get this started. See, or and well, the opposite. Our coaches were held to. They had a certain amount of time that they could. It was called a dead period because coaches couldn't be involved. Right. But we we had the optional quote unquote practices that we were supposed to be held held for in our weightlifting. Our trainers couldn't be involved, but they could give us the workouts and we did our own thing. It was like, yeah, this is. Optional. It's an optional slash optional required. Yeah. It was different with y'all too. They, yeah, we were able to train that. all year Just round. All, okay. And the with, thing with is, coaches. and the thing is, is you know, in JUCO, um, like I said, you figured it on your own. You talking about you struggle? I struggle bad. What I was so on school wise, school wise, academics wise. What, what were you? What were you like? Oh, dude, I was on academic probation after my freshman year. Did you? Did you have an advisor? No. You didn't have an advisor at all. See, that's the difference right there. Mm-hmm. I had three. And you had none. None. And you were what? I was on academic probation. He, he After my freshman year, I was able to play because I barely I was barely eligible. And then I went on academic probation after that year. So really is the the obviously the obvious of what it's been for fucking years now. Give a damn who hears this. Um so basically, it's just schooling, just just kind of where you're at. Your who you, resources. Yeah, but it was like on me. Said. But it was on me. I'm not afraid to admit that no, because that's fine. because I didn't do what I was supposed to do, yeah. and then in tune to that, my freshman year was the worst year I had in college. 
Uh, hit right at 300, didn't hit any home runs, struggled big time second half of the season, and my grades weren't good. Life wasn't going too well for me either off the field. Made some bad decisions. But so, a question to that, do you, do you think your problems in school and how you were living outside of class, because I know, I know you, didn't, you didn't like go absolutely berserk. No, you didn't, you didn't. You didn't do anything like stupid like I did. But I will say this: that freshman year, I lost three very important people to me that passed away. So I went so through it. Uh huh. What? Their names. One of them was David. Out of respect. David. One of them was David because David looked up to me. Mm-hmm. So when I found out that he passed away, then that took a toll on me. Had two family members pass away that were really, really close to me. Then it just took a toll on me. I was angry for a long time. I didn't get what I needed to get done in school. I didn't, even though I worked hard at it, didn't perform well on the field. And in tune, it led to me having a really bad freshman year. Not only that, but the teammates I had, they were great players. They were. But then some of the way some of the ways I was treated because of the, some things that I didn't want to do that they were doing that I just didn't want to get involved in drinking sting, things like that which I have no problem with anybody doing because that's their right. own thing. That's their, that's, but yeah. when you drag my name through the yeah, mud right. because I didn't want to do that, right. that's when I start to have a problem. Right. But then you have a sit down. Then then right after that, I was on academic probation following year Ryan's freshman year. I, did, I had to red shirt that year because I didn't take care of what I needed to take care of. I got baseball taken away from me very, very fast, and it made me realize a whole lot. Yeah. When I mentioned my freshman year of high school, when the game doesn't need you and you need it, that's when – that's another re- way I realized that the game didn't need me. Not at all. Never did. Never does. Not even to this day because there will always be more people. Right. There will always be more players. And then when I realized that and then got back on – then I finally got myself back on track, I made the decision that I was going to fix it myself. And luckily I did because not even just a support system, but me willing to do it and having the will and the drive, the same that I do on the field, put it in off the field, it ended up making that year a whole lot better, even though I didn't even play that year. See, and then – Well, I respect with – Ryan's mom and your mom, obviously, um, is the dedication that your parents had, this and your other, and that's for Dakota, you, this one. Yeah, so but like, that yeah. right there, you gotta have a good support system. My dad was there a lot. Yeah, For sure. but you you gotta have like the teammates. You you gotta kind of have. I had him. It can, and I had him. It can get very. I had both of them. It can get very dark. It can. You, Went you, to a dark hole. You you yeah. are you're your biggest. That's critic. where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then, we also had a coach that believed in us. This kooky summer college coach Frank Fulton, that we went and played on. Day. We played on a team. Oh, he was fucking out hilarious. of Virginia. Okay, he was hilarious. I already knew. From but the, the thing is, the his one favorite, thing, his favorite thing to say, what well, his absolute favorite thing to say is, like, "Hey guys, 
I got, I got, I got six, six kids. kids. You know, you what, know what I, I like, like to do. do. Dude, I got to tell this story. The story was one of the best things that I've ever heard. So we're, we show up in Mooresville. We're playing the Mooresville Spinners over the summer. And we show up literally six hours before the game starts. And we're all sitting in cookout. And then we finally get to go to the field And then Frank puts us on a huddle And he goes guys I want to apologize to you I'm sorry for that I brought you guys out here early Normally I'm thinking about booty Chasing the booty getting the booty whatever I got to do To get the booty that's all I'm thinking about But today I wanted to see You guys really get out here and play And me and Ryan are over here thinking Even yeah. And me and me and Ryan are sitting here thinking then why the hell did you bring us out here so damn early? <laughs> so um, we were literally sleeping in the fucking on, on the bus. So we were sitting. Get, so he was getting in the car. Y'all were sleeping. That's no, 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 no. He was more of the ones that, was, was that like to watch. Like, yeah. So. Oh. And then um, get some tail, that. wake up, go to the ballpark. That's a good life. But you know what the crazy thing oh, is though? Oh, you would that game, that same exact game. Me and. Me and Ryan, <laughs> me and Ryan did. <laughs> me and Ryan got to do something on a baseball field. Me and him have never done before. One was hit back to back home run. Never that. Um, we hit back to back home runs. And two, Ryan ended up playing third base. He hadn't played third base his entire life. And then I played shortstop. <laughs> we got to play the left side of the infield together that game. I'm a fucking catcher, so anything that was hitting me, drop and block. <laughs> Literally, it was drop and block, throw them out. Look, and then y'all two are are bomb. To, to, like I've seen y'all two. I haven't necessarily seen y'all three together. Yeah. Ron and Dakota. Y'all, y'all have a a bond there. That's my goal is for you to see all three of us play on the field together. Yeah. The thing is, too, was Appreciate what made me and Dylan click. Me and Dylan played up the middle together. We turned some flashy double plays. And then we all – but we we knew how we knew operated up the middle. I knew where he was going to be before he got there. Same with me – same with me when it came to Dylan. I knew where Dylan was going to be before it even happened. So – and then with Ryan, Ryan behind the dish and me on the mound – me and Ryan were on the same page 99, 99% of the time. There would only be maybe one time a year, one time, where I would have a different option of a pitch call than he did. And normally the reason why that happened was because I probably, I more than likely saw something to where I knew I could throw this and get him out. And then when me and Ryan t- would talk about it, it's like I would. I see, it was like I see okay. Now I see the pitch yeah. I called okay. would get him out as well. Yeah. So he seen he seen something for a particular pitch. He can get him out. I seen something completely different. But it was the same result. Yeah, it was the same. Yes. Trust factor. Yeah, it was just the same so result. Really it got to the point where the if, catcher is a trust factor. It is absolutely. And then with me, and it with, shined in co- our sophomore year of college. It really shined when me and him were a battery. Even on my bad days, he knew what to call. Even if I had two pitches that didn't work that day, he knew what to call, and it was still successful. Yeah. And then after that, and then, you know, Ryan had his experience his freshman year that that I stood up for him a lot. And then that was during my redshirt year. And then we both decided after that summer we were going to transfer together. 
we decided to make a move pretty much like when an athlete doesn't take a contract from a team that he's been with and takes a bet on himself to see what happens. Me and him took a bet on each other to see what happened. So we ended up going to Prince George together. And I'll never forget, I had a conversation with his mom saying that, telling her, he comes with me. We're going to live together. We're going to get on the field together. Mm -hmm. And just something something crazy is going to happen. And it, I yeah. still thought it was the, my bad, not mean to cut you okay, off, but ahead. what he was talking about um, when we I decided to bet on I still thought it was the funniest way that I decided to announce to the baseball coaches that I was not planning on coming back. We're on in our spring our banquet. spring banquet when I normally they all say rise if uh, you're not returning and like if you're going on to a different school. Normally that's for the sophomores, right? My ass stood the fuck up. I was like, I'd be, like, be damned if I'm going to be here another year. I stood up, and the coaches looking at me all big-eyed and all that kind of stuff. Say, yeah, fuck you guys. I was like, I'm not coming back here. thing is, though, it wasn't even like that we were on a we were on a very talented team. Mm. That team it was, was very good. good. Very, very good. I remember coming to watch y'all play. It was very good. But it was just – it wasn't the fit for me and him, which is why we ended up transferring him. That's, that's a big. That's well, a I big also decision. had I also had some a little bit of uh, other reasons too, a yeah, little, little bit darker too. So. You and me both did. But um, I'll go ahead and get into that. So the reason why uh, me and Dakota are the way we are, go ahead. are right now, is uh, Dakota practically he no he saved my life, uh, my freshman year or whatnot. Um, I was bad. I was battling some demons on the inside. I contemplated uh, suicide on multiple, multiple, multiple occasions. Even when I was up in my apartment in in Raleigh, got you know, it's one of those things. You get those thoughts in your head, and they get that dark. You don't see a way out. They're, ex- they're ex- overwhelming. Ex- except except yeah. for ending it. I'll say this: just don't. Do whatever you do whatever you can to find something to live for. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how close I was until I was uh, a shotgun barrel deep in my mouth, safety off, ready to pull the trigger. Until and normally, if you've been around me long enough, you know my phone stays on silent, yeah. almost constantly stays on vibrate. Just one particular time, I get somehow it was the ringer was on. And at that moment when I was slowly squeezing the trigger, my phone went off and it kind of, it, it, it snapped me out of that little trance I was, I was in. I was fully 100% committed. I was, I was fucking, I was bullied and ridiculed constantly by teammates, coaches, and fellow, uh, well, supposedly, quote, air quotes, friends, yeah. telling me I wouldn't ever amount to anything because I was, I was leaving and I, I and I quit the baseball team. I quit the baseball team because my mother had fucking back surgery. I, I, that's the reason why I quit. Mm-hmm. I quit. My mother had back surgery. My sister, she was a senior in high school. Dad was working all the time, and he just got admitted to the hospital because he got bit by a brown recluse and had to have uh, surgical gauze packed in there. So he was in the hospital having to be easy. So no one was at the house to take care of my mother. Right. 
I was out of school. Yes, we were still playing, but I had to do what I had to do to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. And the backlash that I got was fucking. It was uh, ridiculous. Un- it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. To the point that I literally, I had a 12-gauge shotgun shoved in my mouth, ready to pull the trigger, and to get a text message from Dakota that snatched me out of that trance. And all, all that text message was, was, are you okay, brother? I know something's going on. That's all. Sometimes that's all it takes is just one text message just checking in on somebody. You never know what that other person's going through. And I don't know what made him decide to send that text message, but... That text message he sent saved my life. I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for that text message. And the thing about it is, too, man, you, you, you never, like Ryan said, you never know. Because that's, that's something, and I know we've been as close as can be for a long time. You know that that's how I, that's how I am. Well, we, we've all, because I've known, I've known Dakota longer than I've known you, Ryan. Yeah. But. Regardless, like, we've all been there for each other, and we've all battled dark instances. Yep. Not, not to compare one to the other. Well, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I, w- I would never do, do anything like that. Yeah, yeah, some, I know. Everybody's difficult yeah. is different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, we've all battled, like, certain difficulties in our in our lives, mm-hmm. and but the thing is, like, we've all been there together. Correct. We've all... Uh, we've all challenged each other we've all brought each other up we've all brought each other down when we needed to it's it's a it's a brother connection yep like i i consider y'all my brothers as much as anything else so do so do we i mean we consider i mean you're you're my brother dakota's my brother i mean i'm not your sister i'm your girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) yes ma'am we'll just say that yes ma'am i'm his girlfriend so it's not that's that's a gigantic thing like when it, whenever, because I, I I realized that whenever I went to college, is uh, a lot of the guys that I went to I went to school with, especially the ones that I was with track and field with at East Carolina. Um, we still talk to this day. Yeah, well, like, saying we, that's the thing is like, I don't talk to a single one of them from that from my freshman year. Not a fucking one. It's a, that's the experience. There's like, leaves, every, there's branches, and there's roots. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of guys that I went to high school with that I I don't talk to at all. There's some that like I still talk to this day, and I consider the family. And yep. those are the and branches. There or the roots. Those are the roots. <laughs> um, like us, like we didn't go to college together. Me and Dakota went to school together. Me and you never stepped on a field together. But like I can share the same experiences you had. Because you you went to college and you took value in what you did every single day and like you made the best of your opportunities that you had, um, and we never stepped on the field yet. It is wild to think sports can do that for yeah. people. You know, like we we met because of sports. Yeah, you know? literally. Like me me and Dakota, I met him. I met you through him. Yeah. And like now we're to the point where like we're like brothers and like I I support you in everything you do in yeah. your life. And, and I you, do the same. You, you do the same. So like it, it's it's wild to think that sports can bring people together like that. It's um, a very big, small fraternity. I was just about to say that you never that that because since you're with them all the time, you create memories all the time. You have life experiences all the time. That within those, you create that 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 family presence. That even if they're not blood. They are blood, 
um, no matter what. And and you know, we have all been down that dark path. And you know, the, uh, and I want to say this to athletes too is. There are going to be times where you're going to have some dark battles. We've all been through it. We all have. Athlete, non-athlete, but athletes we have because we're put on such a high pedigree of things that people forget we're people. Well, we're, we're trained to set a standard for ourselves. And we are. And even through adversity because we are put through adversity every single day. We, are we have no option to prefer, but to prevail. To take to take that and make the best possible situation out of it. And you know what? That's the thing that me and him did. That's the thing that me and you did. Right. And the thing, the, the thing with us was, we said we weren't going to be in Rocky Point anymore. Right. That's what motivated us to get to, to get to where we wanted right. to get it, to. It Whether exactly motivated you though, just just to get there, but. To whoever's listening, or because that was the men. What motivated you to get there? What to get out? What the perception yeah. of that of where we grew up? The mentality. The mentality was like it stops there. Okay. You don't go past. We had there was a couple people that came out of our high school and went on and played college ball and everything, but mm-hmm. they didn't. I mean, they did, what, they maybe weren't. a handful okay. went to D one. You're right. Not even that. Not even. But the Not guys that went on. That stayed had good careers. Okay. Yeah, but ever since like we left, it is crazy to think about when we left, we set a different standard. Okay. Um, and I, that's not like tooting a Sorry, certain point. No, and you you actually make a very good, very valid point there, because like we set a different standard for that that area. Right. Um, there was right. Uh, there was a lot of people after we left, and we started making strides on our own and what we were doing that. A bunch of people behind us looked at us and was like, okay, well, we don't have to just settle for right. just being like the Pender County High right. School best athlete of the year, you know? Um, y'all, it, were kind of look, y'all were kind of looked up to, you know, in a way that I would say. I'm going to say that. Just because based on what Ryan has told me, even the players, like, just the damn last We've all team. Yeah, they, mm. yeah, all that team that. <coughs> anyways, bless you. There you um, it is. I don't even know where I was going with that, but you know, turned out that. But mm. basically, you can cut that shit out. But um, yeah. The thing is, though, that's what motivated us. Because not only did we want to do that for ourselves, we want to do that for the people that came after us. And then the people that came after us. And then the people that came after us decided to do that. I wanted to see you succeed. And as vice versa. I always wanted to see him succeed in everything that we did. You don't see that. And I I think that's. I hate it. That's part of the game. It sucks. That's what the game is now. It's so individual. It's individualized in just about everything that you want to do. Specialized and individualized. Right. Like. As far as what you see, I mean, they're they're both hitting on the hitting the head on the hitting the head of the nail. Every, I, it's all everything now is just it, all it's, individualized. It's disgusting. I, I can't. I can't. There's no it. teamwork and there, stuff. Or there's there's no. Like, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go to that point. There's not. There's 
there's there's camaraderie there still, mm-hmm. but it's not to it's not to what ours is, and I guess that's I guess like it's I guess that's that's the, that's the thing is that that brotherhood and bond that that just lasts a lifetime. Well, it's kid, it's not there now, no more. Kids now don't realize like yeah. I if I play better and I influence you to play better, mm-hmm. we all win. That's exactly what you don't that realize is. it's a team game. Baseball mm-hmm. is still a team game, even yeah. though everybody has their individual. You're on an island. It's like whenever a corner is going, but to everybody the best, plays best receiver. But everybody plays a part. Exactly. Everybody plays a role. Teamwork is <laughs> communication is the number one key in in. Well, it's, it's you got to be clear with what you do. It's, commu- yeah. it's communication, clarity, and knowing everybody is on the same page. Yeah. And even even on the pedestrian side, whenever you're like. At your normal job, yeah, because I'm dealing with it right now where I'm at work. We're not all on the same page, right? If you can't be on the same page and you can't have clarity of what the objective is, and you don't talk to each other and you don't exactly. realize, struggle, you struggle, you struggle. If you're on a team and you realize that, then that's when teams win championships. Yeah. When you're in the workforce and you realize that's what makes a company flow, right? That that's yeah. that's what turns a couple thousand dollar company into a multi that, million dollar yes, company. Yes, that's when finances come in hand, and yeah. And then the thing that's that, a whole nother thing. I that's all. That's all. But anyways, we can go a whole <laughs> hour on that. Yeah, I can go another three on that. But anyways, that'll be your, and the thing. Be, look, there we go. There you go. And the thing, what me and Ryan did when we. Went out on the limb, right. transferred, went to an area we weren't familiar with, went to a school that we were barely familiar oh, with, school. Prince George Community College. And we knew we wanted to go there when the head coach of that team, Buddy Foster, who is like a second dad to me and Ryan, mm-hmm. drove down from Maryland after working the graveyard it shift. Gra- but Buddy Foster drove down after working the night shift. Construction. Drove down four and a half hours from Maryland to Virginia slept in the parking lot of the field we played at for a nine o'clock practice. for a nine o'clock practice and he told me and Ryan flat out old school guy that's why I love playing for him we love playing for him because he got it out of you he said I want you two to come here you two come here I'm gonna help you Put yourselves in the best spot that you can. And not only did that motivate us to do it. Well, not only did he say that, he said, but y'all two right now, I can guarantee you, will be starters. Mm-hmm. So, and he ain't going to, and he's not the type of guy that's going to bullshit. He's going to bring it to you flat out. And that's how he brought it flat out to his mom, my dad, and we were both like, Okay. Let's go. So we went out on the limb, went to Maryland that year. During the fall, the goal was to get to the World Series mm-hmm. flat out with the guys that came back to the to new transfers that came in, to the freshmen that got recruited. That was our thing. We're going to the World Series. And the funny thing is that fall we started out 0-7. Yeah. Yeah, we sucked. Yeah, then, the last seven, then the last seven games of the fall went on a seven-game run. At one seven after that, went into the season, and we said we're going to keep the streak going from the fall. Went on an eleven game run. Right. Then hell, in seven games, we are leading the country in runs scored and everything. We, yeah, and just about every offensive category in seven games. No, it wasn't even seven games. It was five games. We five. had we had ninety two runs scored in five games and this is in college right 
Okay, we're not playing. First five games, a guy that didn't even normally start. You were with the Owls or. No, no, this is with the Owls. The Owls and. That's when I was here. Yeah. 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 And then also within the five games, a guy that doesn't normally start on the mound threw a no-no. Yeah. Dakota. A no-no. No, Killian. Oh, yeah, Killian. Killian threw a no-hitter. So did, no, you didn't throw a no hitter. Yeah, I Killian had a did. lot of one hit yeah, shots. Killian did throw a no hitter. That's right. But no, so I keep thinking you're saying then, Killian, but but no, so then we knew we had something special working because we clicked together. Mm-hmm. You're just running on all cylinders at that. Point. We were running on all cylinders, yeah. stealing bases. Now did we butt heads at practice with each other every day? Fucking lose every day. Money. No shit. No, but every day. No that's a good shit. Thing. Yeah, exactly. It that's is. what pe- that's what, that's what a lot of people don't realize. If you that a, tension at practice between between that. teammates, it is a good thing at practice. Fights at practice. Yeah, all the time. All the time. We had fucking boxing gloves. Yeah, boxing the matches. What was the worst headbutt y'all have had? Then no one. Uh, I know. Fucking Ooh. Ant. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, so he, he let's knows. See if, if oh, if I do know. All I had to do was say Ant. Here we go. So pretty much, we had a team. We had a, a teammate. Uh, we we're in the middle of class, and we get a, t- a text from um, from our roommate saying our um, our apartment's been robbed. Oh, mm. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, um, we go back. All, just about all of our shit's gone. The PlayStation, both uh, playstations are fucking gone. Uh, all of our laptops are fucking gone. Everything, just everything valuable you could think of is story, gone. Yeah. I don't know. Like the, I, I remember when I don't. Started. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what the hell happened that made us think to to go try this. Because the teammate that was living with us God. at at the time that that did it. We felt bad because he was having a problem with yeah. his roommates that were also yes. on the team. Yes. So we opened so our we doors opened for him. So we opened our doors for him. Well, we found out that he went back to that apartment later on that day after our place got robbed. Mm-hmm. Carrying a duffel bag full of fucking shit. I don't know how we got that info. So we decided we went back to that apartment went to that room. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to him, he's back at me and Dakota's place. Mm-hmm. Sure as shit. There's our PlayStations. There's our laptops. We plugged in the PlayStations and cut them on and make sure that those were ours. Sure as shit, they were ours. So we packed all of that shit up and we literally messaged every single one of our teammates, minus him, and told them, told all of them to get their ass to our apartment. And right we had, now. That we, that we had a, an issue we had to deal with as a team. So this was a teammate. Yeah, the teammate's the one that stole from us. So we messaged every single one of our teammates, minus him, saying, we got a big problem. We need y'all here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We didn't didn't talk. We had had 35 guys in our apartment. In a two-bedroom apartment. In a two-bedroom apartment. We had 35 guys there. And we, as players, and we, as players, kicked him off the team. Yeah. Yeah. As players, yeah. we even messaged Coach saying, this is what happened at this moment in time. We were all here. We witnessed it. He's got to be gone. So all the coach said that. was, all the coach said was, okay, done. That y'all, was it. Y'all had 33 witnesses, basically, minus y'all two. So. Yeah. 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 That was the biggest one we had. And we were 0-7 at that time. Right after that happened, right. Yeah, right. seven-game right run. After that seven-game run, yeah. Seven-game winning streak. It was 
It took that negative energy for it to happen. Kind of like yeah, and then that kind that kind of I'm not gonna say that kind of it, stuff. It, it it spilled not necessarily spilled over to the spring, but it showed but like, who you could trust a little bit more. Exactly, but like that t- that tension there sparked a seven game run. Okay. So in the season, we always had tension with each other, anyways. But when but it came we, to we on the field, good. we played well together. We played well together. Yeah. And then when game times came well, around, we Just when clicked. y'all Friday is just today. I mean, it's. But the thing is, too, mean. that year, that was the best year that this school's ever had. We went 30, we went 33 and 15. 33 and 13. Well, 33 and 13. I was counting the World well, Series. I'm not. The, uh, well, yeah. I don't but, even think y'all probably realized even then – like the communication, the bond until then, and no, we looking back at it now. No, we didn't. no, we didn't. And I, uh, I can see that now, just looking back, that I can imagine just y'all forming that type of bond, and that's what really created that for y'all. And it did. That really helped. It did, and. I mean, that year we had, I think, 12 coming from behind wins. We were nicknamed the Cardiac Kids because we didn't turn on until the, the seventh kids, inning. Yeah, that was literally that our nicknames. We had college coaches coming down not to recruit us but to watch us play. Yeah. Like, they would take time away from – can't repeat, no. <laughs> they would now, – Now, now don't get me wrong. These colleges were, well, com- were coming out to recruit us. <laughs> but, but they I, were enjoying us yeah, watch, but, watching us play. Yeah, they, they loved how we played the game. That's why a lot of fucking Division One, Division Two schools, they it's, go it's, after JUCO guys because we fucking claw for it. Everything we, we're not handed. Oh, you got to be a dog to be in JUCO. I'm not, and I'm not meaning this in a bad way, but from the JUCO guy looking at the Division One athlete, especially like a Division One baseball player, we weren't handed the um, the um, quote unquote the silver spoon. Mm-hmm. We had to fight for everything we we got. I'll and that's not saying, and that's not saying that those guys that got there didn't have to scratch and claw their way to get there because a lot of them have. Oh, yes, yeah. And that was the it's first time they've so, yeah. been handed things. Yeah, it's not, which is yeah, never a bad thing no. because when you fight for that, you deserve that. Yeah. But then again, period and point blank on how how determined you are and how good you are. And also being in the right place at the right time. Exactly. It's, I and mean, you can work your ass off, but that doesn't mean you're going to, you're going to correct. end up Very true. that. It's connections. It's the time And being place, seen like at the said. right time. And the thing is, that year, it was just such a special year. And then one of the coolest moments that me and him have had on a field together, aside from getting the last out to go to the World Series, was in the in the regional tournament Ryan comes up in the bottom half of the 10th inning it was the, yeah 10th that's right we, it, we were tied 5 to 5 is this when y'all play with the owls yeah yep. this is at Prince George we're in the conference tournament we're playing Butler Butler yeah the I worst team the worst team in the conference that made it yeah the worst the worst team in the conference they were the well, not not the worst team in the conference. A couple of teams in the conference didn't. They really it, only but. played ten games all year. Yeah, but and they, they were the number four seed. We were the number one seed. They gave us a run for our money. We were down five to nothing game. going into the ninth with one out. Yeah, scored five runs in the bottom of the ninth, tied it. It's but, the nickname the Cardiac Kids because we always waited for you about to have a heart attack before. 
We decided to turn it on. And the thing is, that year nobody fret when we were down. Because then when it got to then when it got to crunch time, our biggest thing was championship, championship innings. Championship innings, seventh inning and on. We won the championship innings, which led us to winning a whole heck of a lot of games. And then and that was something Coach Buddy always preached on. Doesn't matter the first six innings, win the championship innings. So when we we get to the bottom of the tenth, we uh, we get a guy on. And Coach Buddy, I'll never forget hearing it because I know Ryan won't either. Ryan's about to come up to the plate, and Coach Buddy goes, "Well, no, 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 no. you're going a little bit too fast right there. Now you're missing something Hold drastic." Which one? Bring it back so, here. Right. Killian was on first. <laughs> I I was initially supposed to bring bunt him, bring him over to second base to put him in the scoring position. I bunted the first ball foul. Yeah, and then whatever the guy's name. Box. Yeah, he box. And then goes a second. And then, and then Coach Buddy tells Ryan, he goes, Ryan, step out. He steps out. He looks at Ryan. He goes, Ryan, in this fucking game. In the middle of the fucking game. In the, in the middle, middle of the at bat. Ryan comes. In this fucking game. Ryan comes up. Good man. He gets a. He, he literally just gets a fastball that. Middle in. Middle in. One of the. Pretty much where he thrived on. Our college career, and he turns on this ball, hits the top of the wall, and here comes the run. Came around to score. Ryan hits a walk off double. My my first ever walk off in my whole entire baseball career. But then the second game comes around. I'm 0 for 8 going into this at bat in the tournament, and we're playing our we're rival. playing our rival Montgomery. We're in the bottom half of the ninth. But then we come back in. I'm coming up in the bottom of the. I'm coming up in the bottom of the ninth. We got a runner on Beto, who had a, who had a great college career. He ties the game. He's with a single. He's on first, and I'll never forget Brandon Crosby. Shout out to him because he had a great year in pro ball this year. One of the Brandon best teammates. Crosby. One of the best teammates and players that me and Ryan have ever shared a field with by far. He tells me he said, "Dude, you're about to end this." I'm like, "Okay." So I come up. I get into a 3-2 count, guy hangs me a curveball, and my thing was, was I hit 25. Madden Alley. I hit 25 doubles my sophomore year, and 20 of them went to right center, so everybody was nicknaming it McFadden Alley. So I get a curveball in the outer half of the plate, and I hit it right to where I normally would, hit double to right center, and then as soon as I hit it, I saw Bay take off. And he doesn't. He doesn't. Shout out to my Harry Potter fan. He doesn't. He doesn't let off the gas. So he and then he just slides in before the throw. Slides in. And then I hit a walk off double to send us to the championship. And then the article that came out the next day was the Carolina boys walk off back to back back to back games. That's awesome. So that was the that was that was definitely one of the one of definitely top three. If not top two. I'm saying top two. That me and Ryan have got to, to share on a field with. The number one thing. Hold on. I'm curious about number one because I have That's what he just this. said. Yes, the number have. one thing that even though we didn't come out victorious on this was I got to throw to Ryan in the College World Series the first game. That's awesome. And that was against the two-time defending. Three. Uh, were they the three-time at that point? Mm-hmm. The three-time defending national champions we faced off in the first fucking round yep. of the World Series. The three-time defending national champs. 
champs. And the thing was, was we got to the World Series. It didn't end the way we wanted it to, even though we had the team. But if that team was special, Ryan, me and Ryan got to share that together. Um, Ryan, me, same thing with me and you, Dill. Schools were interested in us to be the battery. I mean, it was like, I can't even remember. And that old, huh? Right. No, it was just that that many schools that wanted him wanted me as well. Yeah. After that year. Because a lot of what because a lot of what I would tell these guys was, you need to recruit him too. Because with Ryan, with Ryan, with Ryan behind the plate that year, we were twenty nine and three. All right. You couldn't be who you were without the people that were surrounding you. No. So. So, but then Ryan made the Ryan got the opportunity to go pro. He's the first guy to go pro right out right out of our JUCO, ever. And to this day, he still is. And I'll tell you, the the biggest uh, deciding factor of that was the simple fact that I was not academically eligible. <laughs> and I, the the whole the whole reason I wasn't academically eligible uh, was because during that time, that was when um, Hurricane Matthews came mm-hmm. through and hit and hit this area. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time as well, because of Hurricane Matthews, my family we had to file for bankruptcy. We ended up losing our house. I was being, I was getting threatened to be evicted out of the apartment I was in. Mm-hmm. So that was weighing on my mind heavily. I stopped going to class because of because of all that, and my grades slipped. Right? Simple as that. They they slipped. Did I go and ask for any for any help from any help from anybody? No. Should I have? Should I went and try to talk to my athletic director to see if I could get help? Yes, more than likely, yes. But I, did, I didn't know any better. I'm I was twenty year twenty years old. I mean, you're twenty years old. I mean, you think you can try and manage it all on your own? And you can. And you yeah, you really can't. Really, you really can't. You're you're still trying to learn and figure it all out. I mean, you're trying to figure out your own life. Yeah. You know, like, Trying, trying to figure out life, like career decisions on that. Whenever you're 20 years old, yeah. it's damn near impossible. Yeah. So that was the main reason why I decided to sign to go play pro ball. Now I was fortunate enough to get contract offer, go play indie ball. You played in Wichita, right? I uh, played in Garden City, Kansas. Shout out, shout, shout out to my host family out there, uh, Randy. Um, had a blast. Y'all was still, still to this day, every single year, he always reaches out to me to see if I want to come out of retirement. <laughs> every, every year, like clockwork, I can, I can expect a text right around that first or second week of May to see if I want to come out of retirement. And the thing, and then when Ryan went, Ryan went pro, I ended up going to Keystone because of, and this is why I tell all my athletes that I coach and every athlete I come across, Get your shit right in school Because I was committed to New Mexico They were number 24 in the country And then they told me no Because of my grades So my division one dreams were gone And then I ended up Going to a powerhouse division three Shout out to Keystone Out in La Plume Factoryville, Pennsylvania, the home, exactly. the home of the home of Christy, the home of Christy Mathewson. Shout out to them. Um, I ended up going there. Got to be a part of a dynasty. 
my se- my junior and senior year were the you're a multi all 16 and 17 years in a row won the conference never lost the conference championship got to was fortunate enough to be a two-time uh all-american there i was an all-american after that year in, in juco um thanks to everyone around me that that helped me and and really if it wasn't that year for buddy foster and gene bowles and jimmy williams all the coaching staff we had there believing not just in me but in me and him then we we wouldn't have gotten as far with the game as as we have because i'll never forget the thing that coach buddy said to me when i first showed up on campus was look kid i believe in you now you got to get your shit together so i can promote you I'll just say this also. I got shafted out of the all-decade team, just letting you know. (laughs) (laughs) But it was his guy, too, and I know you were, too, and he even said that that was the toughest decision he had to make. Okay, 29-3 and behind the plate, runner-up for a gold glove. Come on. I know. At least an honorable mention or something. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so then I went to Keystone, got to play for, for Jamie Shevchik, uh, one of the best college coaches ever, ever, um, in just a twenty-two-ish year time period. I mean, the guy's got seventeen conference championships, has gotten the Brewster Whitecaps and the Cape Cod League to four championships in his seven years of being there, um, and well, seven years at the helm. Um, Ryan Smythe, my hitting coach, um, Coach Straub, who was my my pitching coach for a while. And uh, and Caleb, former player there, was my pitching coach junior year. Um, and I got to play for such a great staff uh, with, I mean, some unbelievable ballers. And just FYI, that was a school I would have went to, too, if I didn't get my pro contract. Yeah. I would have figured the, out a way. These coaches that you keep on bringing up, were they a large reason why you went to that school? Or yeah. did you have other reasons? Um, that was a large reason. The, the well, that was one of the larger reasons. The largest reason why I went there is because I saw one thing, and that was winning. <laughs>